The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Vaughn, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm trustee and associate pastor Edmund Sprout Sr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Aviva May to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 230 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station, KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station, KCY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCSG, channel 8 of St. George, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, as well as from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you would like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Cali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and A.D.B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hunt Sr., in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Opening the musical portion of the program will be the Apostolic Faith Church Choir, directed by Emilia Hahn. 
Lifting up the name of Jesus to the highest, the choir will sing a medley entitled, Blessed be the Lord God Almighty, and I will lift your, your name. And TV viewers know that there is no one who deserves the praises and honor more than our Heavenly Father, Jesus. The choir will be accompanied by Ith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ.
True believers can count on their fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. The love of the Lord gives the child of God an aura of pure joy. The love of the Lord strengthens the bearing of the faithful, proving to one and all that Jesus' presence in their life is real and true. The church band together, under the direction of head pastor Billy Hahn Jr., will glorify the goodness of Jesus when they play the song entitled, Jesus is Real to Me.
Are you ready to hear the Lord's call? Will you eagerly respond to the Father with readiness and joy, saying, Here am I, Lord. What a day that will be. Christiana, our soloist for this morning, will sing for you the melody entitled, In the Great Triumphant Morning. Christy will be accompanied by Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Ebbing on the bass, yours truly and Mason Asano on guitars, and Iris Locke on the drums. In the great triumphant morning, when we hear the bridegroom cry, and the dead in Christ shall rise, change to life immortal in the twinkling of an eye and meet Jesus in the skies. In the great triumphant morning, what a happy time twill be when the dead in Christ shall rise. Descends in glory, sets his waiting children free, and we meet him in the skies. We shall all rise to meet him, we shall all go to greet him in the morning when the dead in Christ shall rise. We shall we shall all go to greet him and shall have the marriage supper in the skies. In the great triumphant morning when the harvest is complete and the dead in Christ shall rise, we'll be crowned with life immortal, Christ and all loved ones meet in the rapture in the skies. In the great triumphant morning all the kingdoms will possess, then the dead in Christ shall rise. Reign as kings and priests eternal under Christ forever blessed. After meeting in the skies, we shall all rise to meet him. We shall all go to greet him in the morning when the dead in Christ shall rise. We shall all rise to meet him. We shall all go to greet him and shall have the shall have the marriage supper in the skies and shall have the marriage supper in the skies. 
What a wonderful rendition. Thank you, Christy. I now call upon the church choir once again, and they will sing the number entitled, I Will Lift Thee Up. This number will surely stir your heart to sing along, and we have provided the words, so please let the Spirit move you and sing along with the choir. The most precious name is Jesus. We should all raise the roof and praise his name. Thank you, choir. Our instrumentalist this morning is the trumpet section of the church band as they eagerly await to play for the Lord and for you the wonderful song entitled, Jesus Loves the Little Children.
Bringing the musical portion of the program to a close will be the vocal group known as the Jubilees and directed by Emilia Hahn. The Lord's people are happy people, always greeting one another with a smile and a praise. Listen to the song the Jubilees will sing for you entitled, Happy People. Today's melody is dedicated to a sister nurtured with the grace and love for the Lord. Her infectious smile and gracious personality makes all who meet her know that she belongs to the Lord. Raised and nurtured in the Lord's work, she continues her journey and she will reap the wonderful benefits when Jesus returns for his own. Today's number is dedicated to Miss Deanna Carrillo of Honolulu. Deanna, your commitment to Jesus will not go unrewarded. Continue in his path and you will receive blessings abundant and overflowing. Have a beautiful day. Everybody clap your hands Cause God is alive and well Somebody say amen Somebody starts ringing a bell Heaven knows there's a whole heart of trouble Heaven down here below But we're smiling because when this old life is over we got somewhere else to go Happiness is the Lord. God's people are happy people, happy all of the time. Joy higher than the tallest people, lovely unstoppable kind. More than ten million reasons, flooding through my soul and my mind. God's people are happy people. Happy people shine. God's people are happy people shine. Ooh. Shine, shine, shine. Happy people shine, 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 shine. Happy people, happy people shine, 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 shine. Happy, happy people shine, 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 shine. Happy people shine. 
Praise the Lord and good morning, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental U.S. for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can all be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCSG, Channel 8 of St. George, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. From 11 to 12 midnight, on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii. Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday evening at 7 p.m., on Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m., divine healing services at 7 p.m., and Sunday school for all ages begins at 9 a.m. Prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m., except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimaki Branch Church, located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by our neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Kastner Sr. in Kanakaka Imolokai, by Pastor Keith M. Alveri Lahaina Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Waiasano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espero in Balogo, Pikawain, and by Pastor Vespa Espero in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. 
there are no collections. However, if you decide to voluntarily contribute to support the Stella Chaos and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Associate Pastor Trustee Edwin Sproat Sr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Edwin? Thank you, Head Pastor Bill. It has been very heartwarming and a true privilege indeed, receiving your calls, written correspondences, and verbal expressions of deep admiration and esteem for our talented choir, band, orchestra, and various vocal and instrumental groups who are diligently participate in the musical portion of our weekly telecasts. However, no matter how awesome their performances or presentations may be, remember that paramount and above all else on these telecasts is the inspiring Word of God. For it not only quenches one's thirst, it is the very staff of life itself and truly food for the hungry soul. Oftentimes, people unwarily become attached to a preacher, a pastor, a priest, or a minister far, far more than Jesus. This, in my opinion, can lead to unwarranted situations, which can result in great personal disappointments, such as we have occasionally witnessed in the news media at present. Man is weak, man fails, but you can be sure Jesus never fails. The star of our weekly telecast. Uh, dear telecast viewers, is certainly Jesus, and you should always hang your laurels upon him. Therefore, with that thought in mind, my sermon today is entitled, Let Us Humble Ourselves in Christ Jesus. Yes, dear television viewers, we should praise and thank the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember always that our greater responsibility is to serve and please him. Many today fail in this endeavor because they regard the Lord Jesus Christ, God himself, in terms of how he can serve them rather than by putting him or putting Jesus Christ first in their daily lives. Let us also be mindful that the, God's word is a lamp unto our feet and his word is forever settled in heaven. And in doing so, we will be drawn closer to a closer walk rather with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to become pleasing in his sight. One of the many important lessons Jesus taught the disciples is humility. Humbleness is an essential ingredient taught by the Lord Jesus Christ to his disciples and to all mankind to live a successful life upon this earth. The Lord Jesus Christ encouraged his disciples to dispel their carnal nature and follow the word of God, Jesus Christ himself, in the gospel of the kingdom of God. His disciples, therefore, were encouraged as they witnessed the signs, wonders, and miracles performed by the Lord Jesus Christ as never before seen since the days of the prophets. In Matthew 10, 16, the Lord Jesus Christ instructed his disciples, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. His disciples also witnessed the persecutions suffered by Jesus Christ because of the doctrine he preached. Their training perfected in them qualities of restraint, long-suffering, boldness, courage, faith, stamina, and humility, having been blessed to be in the presence of God. During the course of their apprenticeship, the disciples were fortunate to have Jesus Christ as their spiritual teacher. And they were also schooled in God's way to participate effectively in the Lord's gospel ministry. Colossians 3, 10 through 13 denotes this instruction. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, 
where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any. Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye." He was also evident, it was also evident how the Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, and priests prided themselves in being obedient to the letter of the law. However, they were blinded to the prophecy fulfilled in Jesus Christ, and they failed to meet the spiritual needs of God's flock. All mankind must understand that in the Lord's gospel work, all things must be done God's way, being led and guided by God's Holy Spirit being appointed to spread the good news of the gospel along the coasts and to the four corners of the earth. The disciples had to understand the principles upon which the church was founded, and that one of the attributes is humility. The bottom line is that every man, woman, and child must recognize the difference between the life-giving gospel of Jesus Christ and the lifeless formalities and rituals of today's religions. The disciples had to be prepared for all who God would save and that they would come from different walks of life and not all would be strong and mature believers. Many would have to learn the joy and accompany that accompanies sacrificial giving as displayed by the Lord's appointed gospel pastors and helps meets who give up all to serve the Lord Jesus Christ based on charity. Therefore, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7 declares, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could move mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaulteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not believe itself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things." On several occasions, earthly desires were requested by the disciples. And one such example is the request made to the Lord Jesus Christ by the sons of Zebedee, namely James and John. While making his way to Jerusalem, James and John, accompanied by their mother, approached Jesus Christ in Mark 10, 35 to 37, that reads, And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, come unto him, saying, Master, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. And he said unto them, What would ye that I should do for you? They said unto him, Grant unto us that we may sit one on the right hand and the other on the left hand in thy glory. Perhaps James and John had a desire for a position of power, authority, prominence, and respect, and they probably desired authority, thinking that none could be higher than one on the left and one on the right hand of Jesus Christ. However, the Lord Jesus Christ responded in Mark chapter 10, verse 38 to 40, that reads, But Jesus said unto them, Ye know not what ye ask. Can ye drink of the cup that I drink of, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said unto him, We can. And Jesus said unto them, Ye can 
you shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of, and with the baptism that I am baptized withal shall ye be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. These two disciples, James and John, failed to understand God's true spiritual picture of life and were presumptuous in their desires for a higher position in Christ Jesus. Let us always remember that respect is earned and we must do what the Lord Jesus Christ asks us to do and not what we want to do. And likewise, he will reward us accordingly. And secondly, promotion in the gospel work comes from the Lord Jesus Christ without favoritism, partiality, or nepotism. These two brothers fail to understand these simple God-given rules that are required to be successful workers in the Lord's gospel work. The Lord Jesus Christ came to earth to die on the cross of Calvary to redeem the curse of sin and death that was pronounced upon every man, woman, and child because of the disobedience of Adam and Eve to God's instruction in the Garden of Eden. And one evening a very great man came to see the Lord Jesus Christ under the cloak of darkness to hide himself from his peers. He was Nicodemus, who was a devout man, a religious ruler of the Jews, and a Pharisee who said long prayers and fasted regularly. In his conversation with the Lord Jesus Christ, he learned that we must all be born again, as stated in John 3, verses 3 and 4. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? The Lord Jesus Christ responded to Nicodemus and to all mankind. In John 3, 5, it reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus Christ concluded in John 3, 6 and 7, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The second birth is God's spiritual rebirth, which applies to every man, woman, and child born upon the earth, because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it is impossible for the natural man to see or enter into the kingdom of God. No matter how gifted, morally refined, educated anyone can be, they are regarded to be incapable of entry into the kingdom of God unless they accept the Lord Jesus Christ, and are baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with his Holy Spirit. Acts 2.38 gives mankind God's remedy for the salvation of our souls. It reads, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The new birth is not a reformation of the old nature but the creation of a new creature in Christ Jesus. This is why the Lord Jesus Christ declared that we must all be born again. The new man in Christ Jesus becomes a Christian believer and spiritual Israelite in the gospel of the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus Christ taught mankind this parable in Matthew 9, 16 through 17. No man putteth a piece of new cloth under an old garment. For that which is put in to fill it up taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, 
else the bottles break and the wine runneth out and the bottles perish. But they put new wine in new bottles and both are preserved. Repentance is the fruit of believing in Christ Jesus who taught mankind about the new material on old garments and putting new wine into old bottles. It is clearly evident that changes must take place in order for both items to be preserved. Yes, dear television viewers, Jesus Christ cannot be fully manifested in us unless we have a willingness to change. We cannot expect to remain in our old sinful ways and have the Lord Jesus Christ bless and reward our daily lives. For true repentance is godly sorrow for sin. And God loves the sinner, but not the sin that is in the sinner. Mark 16, 16 exhorts, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. In Acts 4.12, we find the saving power and authority vested in the name of Jesus Christ. It reads, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. On the day of Pentecost, Peter boldly preached about this New Testament of Jesus Christ. And it was approximately eight weeks earlier when Jesus Christ told his disciples in the upper room, this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. The Lord Jesus Christ also declared in Matthew 28, 18 and 19, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. We find that no one in the entire Bible was ever baptized in the titles of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Therefore, the correct revelation of this scripture is that the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the Holy Ghost is Jesus. And to deny the name of Jesus in salvation is to deny the existence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist, John the Beloved, rather, also declared in 1 John 5, 7, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And yes, dear television viewers, everyone must accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, Master, and Lord, and salvation is an individual matter between ourselves and the Lord Jesus Christ and no one else. For today is our day of salvation, if we will but hear His voice. All glory, power, and honor belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ, as detailed in the words of admonishment in Jeremiah 9, 23 to 24, that reads, Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glory, glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me that I am that Lord which exerciseth loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. God's word, the Bible teaches mankind why the Lord Jesus Christ came to the earth in Paul's testimony. In Philippians 3, 7, it reads, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Paul became a powerful preacher and worker for the Lord Jesus Christ once he was converted and put Jesus Christ first in his life. Proverbs 15:33 adds King Solomon's words of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. 
The fear of the Lord is that reverential trust we all should have in Him. And before we are exalted and praised, humility must be perfected in our daily lives. The question some may ask is, just what is humility? Many have the wrong impression of this overlooked behavior and often think it is being inferior or belittling, which could not be farther from the truth. In layman's terms, humility is having the proper view and estimate of oneself. It is not putting down what we are, but rather accepting ourselves just as we are and not putting ourselves above anyone else. A humble person can have great skill, ability, and integrity without flaunting or being arrogant about this, his or her accomplishments. A humble person serves others with the pure purpose of helping them. A humble person does not desire public recognition for their accomplishments, but always gives the Lord Jesus Christ the glory and the praise. Then too, with humility, he or she will become true servants in the gospel, just as the Lord Jesus Christ did when he paid the ultimate sacrifice for the sin of mankind upon the cross of Calvary. Matthew 18, 1 through 6 and 10 adds this exhortation. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called the little child unto him and set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto thee, except ye be converted and become as, a little, as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And who shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Mankind's desire to exalt oneself points to the carnal nature within every man, woman, and child. Hence, to be effective in the Lord's gospel work, the Apostle Paul gives us this instruction, mortify the deeds of the body. To illustrate the importance of humility, the Lord Jesus Christ gave us this example in Mark 10, 13 through 15. And they brought young children to him, that he should touch them, and his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And during his ministry upon the earth, the Lord Jesus Christ appointed other 70. In Luke 10, 1 and 2, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers unto his harvest. The Lord Jesus Christ gave them power to heal the sick, cast out devils, and to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Like the 12 apostles, they were sent out with the common objective to save the lost sheep of Israel and bring them into unto Jesus as their Savior and Lord. Reading on in Luke chapter 10, verses 17 to 20, And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as a lightning falling from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not, 
that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Lord Jesus Christ understood the tendency of human nature to focus too much on its own successes. Therefore, he told them to rejoice in the fact that their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We do not keep our human nature in, if we do not keep our human nature in check, it can spin out of control. And we may wrongfully claim the glory and recognition that rightfully belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul therefore exclaims in 1 Corinthians 1, 29 to 31, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto, and unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Matthew 7 to 21 to 23 adds this warning. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. In conclusion, the Lord Jesus Christ concludes in Matthew 5, 48, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. In doing so, we will be prepared to hear the Lord Jesus Christ call up his waiting bride, the church, when he returns in clouds of glory to say, Come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you would like to know more about God's Word and the church and review these telecast presentations in their entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, trustee and associate pastor, Edwin H. Sproat Sr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. For our closing number, the church band will delight you with the selection entitled, Jesus is Coming, Hallelujah.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.